The Pulp Stevenson Show. PulpStevenson.com. Episode 225. Monday, September 16, 2013. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 225. I am Rob, you are Greg, and we have a special guest on this episode. We do? Oh, the dishwasher. A Maytag dishwasher. Anyway, um, yes, paunchstevenson.com, episode 225. And we have a... Should I start off? We have a... So, what episode... We we talked about... It was episode 224. We have a princess rescue update. Uh, I guess you saw that. An update. Yeah. You you do it. Well, um... Just to um, recap, Princess Rescue was the Super Mario Brothers clone homebrew that was created for the Atari 2600. Recently. Yes. In 2013. Yeah, and um, it was really, really good. And they decided the ROM was free, freely released, so you you could play it on an emulator, or in my case, you could play it on that Harmony uh, SD cartridge, right on the original system. If you download the ROM from the internet. Yeah, so it was all on Atari Age's forum. And Atari decided, as they often do with the homebrews, to sell the, um, you know, it was really nice. It was, you know, the, the, a cartridge with the label, the manual, the box, the whole nine yards. Physical. Yeah. So they decided to do that, and I guess, you know, this, this, this um, game was getting a lot of publicity. People saw it on YouTube. We talked about it. They talked about it on the Digital Press podcast. IGN reviewed it? Well, that was the thing. <laughs> IGN reviewed it, and I, a lot of us think that when that happened, Nintendo somehow must have gotten wind of it. They're like, wait, wait, what is this? What is IGN reviewing as Super Mario Brothers for Atari in 2013? Now, what is this thing? Now, here's the thing. Over the years, probably over the last 15 years, there have been countless... Super Mario Brothers, um, I don't want to say clones, hacks, hacks all different yeah. things hacks. that were been released for, that you can hack uh, console game ROMs. Some have been just for the PC, etc. Tons of them. Dream Mary. You ever hear of that one? No. That's one of the hacks. So many, many hacks. Most of them are like Super Mario World hacks. Yeah, but they're but they're for emulators. It's just the ROM, right? Or some are just PC. They're standalone, executable, whatever. Right. It's not a physical cartridge. Right. Now that's the difference <laughs> is that in the past nobody has put together a cartridge and charged money for it. Right. And as a result, these guys did, and Nintendo sent them the old good old C and D. Cease and yeah. Desist. Dog poop. No. No. Cease and desist. Um, stop or my mom will shoot. Letter. 
Now, was, I, here's my question. It's in the year 2013, let's say I go on my computer and I program a, a homebrew uh, Atari 2600 video game, right? I make my own video game. That's cool, right? Yeah. Now, let's say I want to go on AtariAge.com and sell it to people. Where do I go to to make an Atari 2600 cartridge? Who's well, going to make this thing? For, is there even a factory that makes this anymore? No. Well, first of all, what they do is a lot of... Like the Atari age, for instance, when they make the games, they've had pre-made PCB boards made already. So From where, though? They've had them made. You, how do you think all these flash cartridges get made? I don't you order know. them. <laughs> I don't you get them from like China. There's factories that do them for you. Right. Nowadays, you might even be able to do them on a 3D printer. Who knows? Yeah. But um, that's what they do. And then, well, Atari Age accepts like you can trade in your old cartridges to them for store credit, and they reuse them. They, you know, well, they, they take the old labels off and yeah. they open them up, and then they put the game in there. Yeah, the, the outer shell. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but I mean, we've been doing this a long time. I mean, the actual chip inside of it, though. Like, I could just call up a factory and say, hey, I want an Atari 2600 chip, and they'll know what to do. Well, no. I mean, you've got to tell have them. to send them specs. You've got to tell them what you want. There's specific chips that they use that it's, they, uh, ju- they just, just burn. They're, all they're doing is just burning the game into the EEPROM. I'm very ignorant of this uh, process. The 26, like Atari games, 2600, 7800, very easy to do, 5200. Other systems, it starts to get a little bit more problematic. Nintendo, I think, is not too hard. And in some systems, it just gets real, like... Yeah, but then, but with the NES, you have the lockout chip, and the, right? <laughs> yeah, but they don't worry about that. There's ways around that. Anyway, so... It was yeah, a, so a very, a very limited edition physical copy of it. I wasn't going to buy it anyway, but I, I did enjoy the, playing the game. Yeah, it was like we said, it was a very impressive technical so, achievement. Yeah, so now a lot of the uh, the gamers are now even more pissed off with Nintendo yeah. for um, I don't care for stomping on their uh, their clone game or not. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Nintendo not doing too well, I've heard. Wii U is a bust. So far. Come on, you, Look, you gotta admit it's a bust. No, I, I said so far. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I'm being completely honest. The 3DS, its first year on the market, went nowhere. It was a bomb. And people are like, that's it, Nintendo's bankrupt, they're doomed, it's a... And then for some reason, the second year kicked in, and it's like one of the most popular things of all time. Now, the 3DS... 30 million in a year. The 3DS is just a... That's just a situation where people wanted to up, people want to upgrade their their portable. They went from the DS to the 3DS. Now there's a 2DS, which <laughs> what doesn't... About, wait, wait, what about a 1DS? Well, people are joking about that, but no, there's or not going to be a 4 a 4D. you got to four screens and play four separate games at the same time. As a 2DS, which is cheaper. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Think about it. Not that. A square with four screens. Yeah. You get, you and three of your friends, you could play multiplayer. One person gets each screen, and there's a a controller underneath each screen. You could play literally head-to-head multiplayer. 
But why couldn't you just use a link cable to do that? Or you don't need to, because what if you don't have the link cable on you? Well, you could play Bluetooth games like that. But I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying it's pointless! <laughs> anyway. So what, the 4DS? You 2DS. Said? 2DS? The 2DS has come out, um, I think it's like $40 cheaper than the 3DS. Which nobody wants because the 3DS apparently the, a lot of people don't like the screen on it. The screen is perfectly fine. Ah, uh, people complain about it. That's why they want what? the X. The, the screen is fine. The XL or whatever it is. People, I don't. Know. Anyway, the 2DS, it's two screens like the 3DS, but it uh, it doesn't have a hinge, so it's just like it's like this big like flat thing. It's like a tablet, but with two screens instead of one screen. Yeah. And no 3D toggle switch. Oh, no? Well, no. That's why it's called the 2DS. It's just 2D. Yeah, so... Well, we'll they made it... They, yeah, they, they, they lowered the cost by removing the hinge and removing the 3D screen. I mean, the problem that they're going to have... But, that, they, but wait a minute. But they're still selling the, the normal 3DS. Yeah. This is just a different option. Right, but I'm just saying that if you're a gamer, there's no reason to get a regular 3DS. Just get the XL. Or the 2DS. No, we'll get the 2DS. I'm just... Whatever. Next. But anyway, my point... I don't care. Being, I'm not buying it, so I don't care. My point being that eventually, even the 3DS... Even, like, portables is not going to work for Nintendo anymore because the assumption is that people are just going to go all the tablets. Tablets are going to be so cheap... And Apple, you know, they'll just go all to that. Yeah, but I agree with that. I would agree with that. Except, if I buy an iPad or an iPhone 5S, as powerful as it is, and as cool as it is, what games am I downloading on this thing? On, a, on a, like, the new iPhones are pretty powerful. No, 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 I know, they are powerful. I'm not talking about a phone, I'm talking about a tablet. Right, but I'm just okay on iOS. As Have powerful, you seen the games? As powerful as the hardware is. Yeah. What games do I have any interest in? The Simpsons, uh, SimCity Tons version. Tons of games. But they stink. Plants vs. Zombies, Angry Birds. I've seen. I want to play Super Mario Land. Well, I want to play the Legendary. Exactly. But yeah, I know. But you could say the same thing about the Wii U. Eventually, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Nintendo can continue to operate doing this, but eventually, they're not going to be able to sell to anybody who's not like Gaga over their first-party software. So, okay, uh, I'm just if it's enough to sustain the business, that you know. All right. Well, I will. We'll see in the, over the coming years. I don't know if it is. I don't. I, mean, look, I don't know if it look, is. Look, look, look. Two, generate, two hardware generations ago, video games, the Nintendo GameCube was the lowest selling home game console out of the GameCube, the Xbox, and the PlayStation 2. Well, technically it was more than Dreamcast. No, nah, that's whatever. That's it's the same generation. Alright, fine. But, even though Nintendo, you know, people only bought uh, a... a, 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 a the amount of GameCubes that people bought was a fraction of the amount of PlayStation 2s. Nintendo was still hugely profitable. 
They don't care about numbers. They care about profits. The difference is the GameCube was very, very cheap to make. The Wii U is not. Yes, it is. The Wii that, was. That's, the Wii was, yes, but the Wii U is not. It's more expensive because of the hardware in it, number one. The, the problem is, is that stupid... Uh, yeah, that stupid tablet thing that they have. That costs a lot of money. Yeah. And nobody not, likes yeah, it. Yeah, but not that much. Costs a lot. <clears throat> anyway, so we'll move on to the next subject. Speaking of video games, I actually got a new, currently produced video game console for the first time in like, I don't know, five years. A Wii U. No. 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 A Wii U. No, actually, no, I'm lying. I, had, I got the Wii and it was still in, in production. So. Just wasn't new. Okay. I didn't buy it new. Okay. I've had the Wii U, the Wii for like three years, four years. I know. So. All right. So this time I actually bought it new. Um, I had a gift card from the GameStop. You bought a Tiger R Zone. Oh God, no! <laughs> All right, what was it? No, I did not buy an Nvidia. Uh, what is that? Oh, <laughs> the Android uh, handheld. Yeah, I forgot. Envision or whatever. Is that even a thing? What did that come out? Yeah, it's out. Alright, what did um, you buy? I bought the Ouya. Ouya. <laughs> Does it run Kool-Aid Man? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because it, it runs uh, a lot of emulators. So <laughs> technically... Isn't that what the Kool-Aid Man said in every Kool-Aid commercial? Ouya? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Was it the Kit Kat? Ouya. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I'm saying it now. So, um... So the Ouya. Who makes that? Ouya. The Ouya Ouya? That's it. <laughs> Alright. So it's an Android-based console, very small. But it's custom, right? It's proprietary. Yeah, I guess. No, but it's Android. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I buy an Android phone or an Android tablet... You can... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. If I buy an Android tablet, I go onto the Google Play Store, and I can buy or download the software. Yeah. If I buy an Amazon Kindle Fire tablet, yeah, doesn't doesn't Amazon have its own separate app store, not the Google Play Store? It's its own proprietary store. Well, they do. The difference is, and, isn't, and, and the Ouya is the same way. It's it's running Android, but it's yeah. its own proprietary store. Well, it is, but you can you almost anything that's on Android, you can pretty much run on that, even if it's but not. How? How do I go into the Google Play Store on an Ouya? Well, you don't use the Google Play Store. You go through the Ouya. That's what I'm saying. Just because it's running Android, you're not getting the generic Android experience. Now, you're getting a custom Android experience. Somewhat. Now, here's the thing. If on the Ouya itself, on when you go online on the Ouya, there's a lot of games um, that you can download, could play as a trial, you know, whatever... Um, free? Free well, games? As a trial. No, but I mean free games? Um, free I assume there's some free. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. Alright. Yeah, there probably are. The thing is, with that, is you can take Android-based, like, emulators, such as MAME, and for other consoles and other programs, and you could, quote, sideload them on there through the USB key. Yeah. And, um... So in a sense, even though you can't do it directly, you can kind of you could still 
go through the back door and put it on there. Okay. So, anyway, so retail is $100. So you have to hack it. Yeah. Well, isn't everything Android hacked? Some... <laughs> well, not my phone. Eventually. Um, so how... All right, so you, you, you open the box. How is it? Hook um, it up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's HDMI output. Um, it's very small. You know, it comes with a, a controller with the two thumbsticks and et cetera, et cetera. Is it like the size of that mouse? You know, it's not much bigger than that, no. Because that's like the, okay. the the Roku three, yeah. which is also HDMI and it has all the apps and everything. It's like you said, it's actually not. It's slightly bigger than that computer mouse. Yeah, it's incredible. The actual the and it has Wi-Fi. Yes, it does. The actual um, the, the case of it is very small. If you were to now, I think in within the case, there's a little board, mini board that has like a USB slot, only has one, um, a network adapter, you know, network jack, and the power, and the actual board itself for the Ouya, the actual arm ARM board, that, arm, yeah, yeah, the arm chip is literally like, I mean, it's tiny. It's like this. Right. I mean, it, it's. It's it's about the size of uh, of a if you were to flatten out a Rubik's cube, right. it's about that's very small. Yeah, and uh, the only moving part on it is a fan. Now, all right, you said one USB port. So, what if you want to play two players? You have to get a hub. Um, no, well, the controller's Bluetooth. Oh, so what is the USB for storage? Well, the USB key. But yeah, I mean, if you there's a lot of there are there's like I think a PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Bluetooth controllers will work. Um, but the only thing is, even if they work on the Ouya, it the app like the game or the application you're using kind of has to work. So it's right. there's a lot of limitations. <laughs> um, Wait, how much was this thing? Hundred dollars. Right. Well, for me because I had some gift cards and stuff, it cost me like fifty. So that's a pretty low, yeah. low. Uh, what do they call it? Barrier. Low end. Low... No, I mean it's it's a low cost of entry. That, that's what yeah. It is. So the only thing with it is that they probably will release like new ones yeah. every like year or so as they you know gets cheaper to. Yeah, well, they release new phones and tablets every year. Yeah, so, what's, so what's the difference? Anyway, so I have I have put Mame on there, and it runs just about any arcade game that was made up until like maybe like ninety three four ish, and then it's so not really powerful. Street Fighter Two, yeah, well that's like ninety two or NBA Jam. Yeah, all right. So no no uh, model Sega Model Two stuff. It's not going to run. Well, that doesn't work on Mame anyway. Even if it it wouldn't, but. So that's a different emulator, and the guy who was making that, like, vanished a few years ago. So no Cruising USA? Or... Um, well, Cruising USA, I, I, I don't know if that's on there or not. I don't know if that's on. Well, the thing is, you have to get a specific version of MAME, and you know how MAME is, yeah. with the, which ROM set it is. And... I don't know why. And then, you know, a lot of games, like the older games on MAME will work just <gasps> on ROMs. And then the newer games, like from the mid-90s on up, they're no longer ROMs. They're hard drive images because that's how they were. Right. 
like San Francisco Rush or something like that. So Hydro Thunder, right? Those games really don't work. Um, I what, although it was a ROM, I tried Die Hard Arcade, which just came out like '95 or '6 or something like that. Um, yeah, and it it runs, but it it's too it's just too slow. Yeah, and I'm but, not but, exactly sure. If it's because I'm running it off of the USB key or not, nah, I don't know. Be. No, I mean, but but basically, you could play hundreds and hundreds fine. of classic arcade games perfectly fine. Yeah, which is good. Um, so all right, so you get it home, you take it out, you hook it up. Do you, if you want to run something like Mame and play these old arcade ROMs, do you have to? Hack the the Ouya console and, and no, you don't. And ha- you're not hacking it. Basically, you you sideload it. So you have to get you get the main files and you put them on the USB key, and you have to conf- you have to put them in a specific directory. And once you do that, and you put all the ROMs on there, and then you just configure it, and that's it. It's not a hack. No, but how does it run main? There's a main for Android in the Ouya store. No, no. You you take the one. It's it's an official, no, no, the, I, official Google Play main Android app. I know, but how do you get that? You have to put the, it onto the USB key. You can't put it like onto the Ouya storage on your PC. Talk about it. you download it. I've never the files on. I've never done it before. It's not that hard. All right. So so what's your what's your rating? Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. I think if you're... Um, How's the controller? Controller's fine. Because people are complaining that it's a cheap, unresponsive controller. No, it's fine. The problem was the Kickstarter edition, the ones that they gave out as rewards, however they had designed it, the openings on the cover around some of the buttons wasn't big enough, so the buttons would stick. But the one, the retail version, the store is fine. Oh, all right. So, so recommended or not? Look, recommended? I mean, it's, they're going to come up with newer versions of it. I would, uh, you know, some maybe you just wait. Is it a get it to where it's more powerful? But would you say this is a pretty mainstream product or a very niche product? It's it's probably niche, but at the same time, it's like if you're comfortable with playing a lot of these more simplistic kind of games that the iOS or that you have on your Android phone or tablet, then by all means, keep doing that. You know, if you already have those devices, I'm, I, right. I wouldn't go out and get an Ouya. Except it has a physical control. Right, and it's HDMI directly, and you can use it as a media server. You can get, like, and this is not siloed, you can get, um, I think you can get, I don't know, I think you can get Netflix. I'm not... Hundred percent positive, but I'm sure you can get tons of the streaming apps, so you can just use it as a. I don't. I mean, you can't use it as a Roku because you can't really store anything that big on it. But the Roku, I I just use it for streaming. Oh, you don't use it for recording things? No, 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 no. No, It's a streaming box. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you had the recording. So if I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, you know, I really wish I had Netflix streaming. I don't want to drag my computer over to my TV. You get this tiny, like I said, the size of a computer mouse, Roku 3. It's 100 bucks. 
turn it on, it's Wi-Fi, and it and yeah. now I can stream Netflix. Of course, yeah, I, I have to subscribe to Netflix, but I can stream Netflix, Hulu. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, like whatever, anything. New newer Blu-ray players do it, or televisions everything, do that. For yeah, you everything now. does. My Blu-ray player does yeah. it. My uh, my the tablets have Netflix. The Wii has Netflix. Everything has Netflix. Yeah, I know. Streaming. So, um, but it's good. Actually, all right. Here's my review of Netflix streaming. Did we talk about this already yeah, on the podcast? Yes. Netflix streaming for watching TV shows, beautiful. Okay. For watching movies, the worst. Really? No selection of movies. Oh, I thought you meant like the. Did we talk about this on the podcast? We we talked about it. The movie selection is the movie selection is the worst. TV selection, fantastic. That's well, my review. It's funny because I was at um, I was talking to, to somebody we know, uh, people we know at the uh, at the Nava, a digital press store. Um, Nava, 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 whatever. Nava, like a month ago or something, and they all had the same experience as you. They were all complaining like, "There's no movies on Netflix." And I said, "Yeah, because they lost." The studio, they didn't want to pay the studio uh, oh. packages anymore, so they're kind of like... Well, that stinks. Well, so I was comparing it, like, to Showtime. Yeah. Like, I have Showtime at home, and Showtime doesn't really have any of the major studios anymore. And But as a result, they show a lot of, like, documentaries and independent films and a lot of, like, things that you would never see before, and I love that. I watch that all the time for movies and never watch, like, HBO or but, Epics or yes. whatever. So Netflix does, as I mentioned... So Netflix is very similar in that they have... And, and in fact, when these the, these people were telling me, like, oh, you know, I saw this stupid movie on there. Like, oh, yeah, I saw that on Showtime ages ago. <laughs> so they have, like, the, those same movies. Yes. And now it's coming back to me. I did talk about this because... Yes, yeah, you, you, on, on Netflix there are a lot of documentaries and a ton of indie movies, but as I mentioned in a couple episodes ago, I'm trying to watch these indie movies and they are the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Nature Calls, <laughs> uh, what was the other one, The the Pill? This is the end. This is, yeah, this, or no, it's a disaster. Oh. These indie movies are terrible. Like, seriously, I never grew up, like, my family, like, you know, we were never into, like, all these indie movies. It probably wasn't even a thing in the 1980s, but... It wasn't. Like, this whole indie thing has exploded the past decade, like, the Sundance Film Festival, and Cannes, and whatever, Tribeca, and all of these indie movies stink. They're horrible. And it's not, and listen, it's not just, well, they don't have the budget, they don't have the special effects. I'm not talking about special effects. I'm not talking about cinematography. But I'm talking this? about the actual plot. What about all those? You don't need a big budget to write a decent uh, yeah. plot. What about all those like small budget Patton Oswalt films? They're horrible. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love Patton Oswalt, but his psycho. Indie, his indie movies are terrible. Come up with a decent plot. All right. I saw another one. It was ah. called. Um, go to Wikipedia. Or no, good, sorry, go to Google. Type in... Uh, type in... Um, uh, Mark Duplass. What? Isn't that his name? 
And oh, time, and from time, uh, time machine. yeah, from the league and time machine. Time machine. Yeah, I can look up. Another indie movie. Safety not guaranteed. Oh, 2012. Okay. What does that have to do with time machine? I, I have to say, out of all the indie movies that I watched on Netflix streaming, I'm not saying this was a fantastic movie, but this was the best one out of the ones I've seen. Can I tell you? I've seen another one with him on again, probably Showtime. Your sister's sister didn't see it. Oh my god, this is abominable. <laughs> oh boy, Emily Blunt. Basically, um, his brother dies or something, and so he and his, his Emily Blunt is like his old friend. Okay, and they're kind of they're platonic, you know, nothing ever really happened between them, whatever. So she invites him up to her um, cabin in the woods, basically. <laughs> okay. And her sister is there, and her sister is a lesbian, and broke up with her girlfriend. So they're there, and then he shows up, and then he and the lesbian sister uh, get together, have sex. <laughs> okay. And then they don't want to tell the other sister, and then she shows up. What? And it's, oh my god, it's abysmal. And the lesbian sister gets pregnant as a result of this one night. It's just... Sounds horrible. Oh, all this crying and... <laughs> Go up to the surface. Uh, Type in Parker Posey. No, in, in uh, Wikipedia. Parker Posey. Parker Posey, the queen of the independent uh, Woody Allen... Uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, uh, Christopher Guest movie. Her nickname is the queen of the ind independent movie. Yeah. They're horrible. Not all horrible. They're all... Ho Go down to uh, more recent. Um, price check. We saw that on Netflix <laughs> streaming 2012. One, Horrible. No plot to this movie. Um, she works in an office. She, she works for a, a, a supermarket chain, yeah. and she has to figure out uh, how, how to how to get the, the the sales back. You know, back up for this company. Uh, how is she going to boost sales? And let me tell you something. All of these independent movies on Netflix streaming, they're all under the category indie comedies. Ah. Every single one of them. And I watch every one like so if an idiot. if you don't idiot. laugh, is it still a comedy? No. It's like is a tree, I'm, I'm a tree the idiot. falls down in the woods? I'm, I'm the idiot who keeps streaming these, quote, indie comedies according to Netflix. Not one single one of them is a comedy. They're dramas. Why don't you just get like a red box? Thing they're now, dramas. If you want the newer movies. Telling you, I have it. Our labor paid for the movies. One more review. So thumbs down for price check. Go up again to the search box. I have one more review that I'll do real quick. Yeah. Type in Adam Scott. Adam Scott. A lot of actor. different actors. Not the golfer. No, the actor. And go down to filmography. Yeah. This stupid guy. Go to. Um. Where is it? I mean, I'd be in here. It's so Or is small. it? <laughs> it's on. so independent. It's not. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, the all right, two thousand nine, the vicious kind. Again, listed under Netflix streaming as indie comedy, yeah. complete and utter drama. Yeah, has okay. not a single sentence of comedy in the entire movie, and it was horrible. Thumbs uh, down. Oh boy, terrible. 
Okay? So now I only watch TV shows on Netflix. I, I've given up on the movies on Netflix streaming. They're horrible. Even the Steven Seagal, is he on there? Believe it or not, a lot... N- not, I don't think so, because I search Jackie Chan, I search... every Everybody I search for, the movie... Like, how do you not have Rush Hour? On Netflix streaming, it's it's not some it's, it's not because, Iron Man. As, as I said, they they took all the uh, studio studios. I all know, but out. it's not it's not like Iron Man three, which had well, just come out or whatever. It's like it's Rush Hour, the original Batman. There's like there's nothing on this Netflix stream. Hey hey hey. <laughs> so uh, I had some uh, uh, movie reviews. I subscribed to the Netflix stream. Oh. There's no movies. Oh. I don't understand. What the? Where the hell? movies go? <laughs> oh, that. I mean, I the voice. I the voice of the people. I thought you were doing Jeff Garland. What? No, it's the same voice. Actually, it's a, it's a slightly uh, different voice. It shouldn't be. I go into the Starbucks. Hey, the big man. You gotta be like that. Gravelly. Hey, I know. Hey, no, I know. I uh, subscribe to the Netflix and what? They, I go on there. There's no movies. I don't understand. They gotta get the movies. Voice. <laughs> then he laughed. I love how he used to laugh at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, right, rest in peace to the big man. Um. Next. Yeah. So, as I said, I've been using the Red Box. I don't know why. Um. And uh, so I, I, uh, I, as I told you, I was going to rent this one or whatever. I, I got Oblivion, starring uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> help me, help you. So Oblivion is this like one of these many post-apocalyptic science fiction movies. What it came out last year, right? I think earlier this year. Oh, it's already on DVD. Maybe it was last right. year. I think it was earlier this year. Um, yeah, so... But, but, by the way, do you have a... I, I know your computer has a Blu-ray player, but do yeah. you have a standalone Blu-ray player? No, I just, I just use a computer. And it works fine? Yeah. It doesn't skip? Like, remember when we tried to watch Ghost? Oh! Uh, <laughs> no, that was... I think that must have gotten fixed in a firmware update. Because uh, I was going to say, I bought a standalone Blu-ray player, yeah. and they're... Skips? $100 now. No, I'm saying they're 100 right. bucks now. Oh, no. I... And they do Netflix streaming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just I don't have the room for it on my... Where I have all very small. I know, but I have... I know, but I don't have the room like in the power... You know, the power strip. I just have oh, too many yeah. things plugged in. The other thing is... Remember... Uh, you know, if I use a DVD player... Several years ago... I turn, I put the, I turn it on. I put the disc in. It takes a few seconds to boot up, and we're at the menu, right? It's it's pretty, pretty quick, a quick experience. Yeah. The Blu-ray player. I turn it on. It takes like a minute for it to come on. It has to load all these apps and everything. I put the disc in. It takes a minute for that. I'm like, like all right. Well, it was it, maybe I just got a cheap one. It was a hundred bucks. Maybe it's just a cheap one. Then I tried like a two hundred and fifty dollar one. It's the same thing. It's like it takes a minute to boot up. Then you got to put the disc in. That takes a minute. Why are Blu-ray players so slow? They're not. It's Compared just, to uh, a DVD player. Maybe it's because of all the things that are... <coughs> all those apps, like you said, they all have to well, that's not up. good. That's not a good experience. Well, even on my PC, 
The problem is, I know, like, when you rent from the Red Box, um, that is a specifically manufactured rental copy. Yeah. So there's no extras on it. And when you pop it in, you have, literally, you're forced to sit through previews. Eight. Eight previews. Well, I, I experienced eight, this. I experienced this. When I was in Delhi. Really annoying. I, I actually rented a couple Blu-rays from Redbox, got it to the place, put in the Blu-ray player, very expensive Blu-ray player, and you, like you said, I had to literally sit through eight movie trailers... And if I try to watch the special features, or if I try to skip the trailers, yeah. a little box pops up that says, yeah. you must buy the full retail nah, version yeah. to, to do that, or whatever. It's like... So anyway, Tom Cruise Oblivion. So this was uh, written and directed by Joseph Kosinski, um, okay. who also did the, uh, the Tron Legacy uh, uh, sequel with Jeff Bridges. Um... And he's really into that old sci-fi. He's supposed to do a remake of uh, Logan's Run uh, from the 70s. Also, The Black Hole. What about Dune? Well, that wasn't from the 70s. No, no nobody wants a remake of that. Well, Tron wasn't from the 70s. So? The early, early 80s. Whatever. So I remember the trailer for this. It was It was Tom Cruise and then... He was being attacked by... Like, he was kind of... It made it seem like he was disobeying the yes. government or something. So what what happens here? Was you, you want me to spoil it? I don't care. No. Like, I'm never going to watch this thing. So... It's Tom Cruise. I'm not going to watch it. Well, all right. Well, anyway, so I, I thought it was actually fairly okay. Um, <laughs> so, I thought it was very, very okay. So the backstory is that at some point... I don't know, around 2017, um, the Earth is attacked by these aliens. It is the year 2017. Yes. The Autobots flee Cybertron. So, um, these, uh, the aliens attack, and they, they, first they blow up the moon. <laughs> who? The moon. No, who does? The aliens. Okay. The who? No, not the who. So they, they, um, they, they... Who blows up the moon? <laughs> Was that a, an album that they made? No, I'm on? saying who blows up the moon? The aliens! Alien aliens blew up the moon! So they blew up the moon and that ruined the Earth because, like, all the tides got screwed up, so... Destroyed everything with tidal waves and earthquakes. Well, that's probably really happened. So... What? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. The ocean would just calm down and stay still. Yeah, it'd be very, uh... Very, very destructive. So, anyway, so... I don't know if I believe that. And this, this, so the backstory is that all the humans who are left, they have to go to the, the moon of Titan, the moon of Saturn, where I guess they're all going to live there. I thought it was kind of stupid. I'm like, why wouldn't you just go to Mars? But Can I ask you a question, by yes. the way? Before I forget, I'm going to interrupt you. But you know how people say that, oh no, because of global warming... All of the polar ice caps are going to melt, mm. and the ocean levels are going to rise. Yeah. Right? And we're all going to be in trouble. Now, I remember in the 1980s watching Mr. Wizard's World on Nickelodeon, and he had a glass on the table, half with water and the rest filled with ice cubes. And it was at the very, the water was at the very top of the glass. Yeah. And he asked the child, he said, we're going to come back in a few hours. 
the ice will have melted. And the water level rises. No, just like with the polarized cat. He said, what do you think is going to happen? And the child said, we're going to come back and the water will have overflowed because the ice had melted. Yeah. He said, okay, great. They come back a few hours later. They look at the glass and he says, what do you see? And he says, and, and the child said, the water didn't overflow. Actually, the water went down. Why did it do that? And Mr. Wizard said, because ice molecules are actually larger than water molecules. Yeah, it so when places it. Right. So when the, wa- when the ice molecules transform back into water molecules, they're smaller and therefore take up less space. So when the polar ice caps melt, the water will actually go down and not go up and drown us all. Okay, dump the ice cubes in here. Okay. Whoops. Okay, now I would like you to fill that glass with ice cubes. Okay. Certainly full, right? Yeah. It's sticking over the top. Okay, next... I would like you to take these two glasses over to the sink and fill them both almost full of water. Then bring it back, okay? Don't let it overflow, but get it right to the very top. Aha! That's it. Okay. Move these out of the way. Wipe everything up so there's no water any place. Now my question is, as the ice melts, Will the glass water with the water overflow over the top of the glass? I think so. Why? Well, because like you have the water, and the water is full to the top, mm-hmm. and then you have the ice, also, and like I think well, while the ice melts, it'll just overflow. Okay, that's one theory, and that's definitely a theory, right? Yeah. You know what a theory is. Well, there's another theory which I would like to advance and see how you like that. As you know, ice expands when it freezes as compared to water. That's why ice floats, right? Yeah. Okay. So therefore, as the ice uh, condenses, in other words, goes back into water, it should take up less space, therefore the water level will drop. Okay, yeah, I see. That's theory two. Yep. Now there's a third theory. Obviously, the volume of the water is taking taking into consideration the ice that we've got in there. So as it melts, it's not going to change at all because the volume has already got that ice floating in it. Okay, I see. That's yeah. the third theory. Which one are you going to take? Mine. My theory. The first one? Yep. That it's going to be, that it's going to overflow. Yeah. Okay, now that's why I wanted to wipe up everything so there's no water around any place. I We're going to let it sit there very carefully and melt. It'll take about two hours. Can we be back in two hours? Sure. And I promise I won't touch it. Okay. Okay? Ah, you're right on time. Two hours. You're very punctual. Are you usually? Most of the time. Okay. There's the glass that had the ice in it. Don't touch the counter now. It didn't melt. And your theory was that it was going to melt and flow over the top, right? Yeah. Why was that? Well, the ice, like it was floating above the top of the glass, so I thought it would melt. Okay. That was one theory. That was no good. Now, the second theory was that the ice expanded as it would change from water to ice. Yeah. Therefore, it took up less space, so that as it melted, it would take up less space, so the water level ought to drop. Yeah. Didn't, did it? No. <laughs> so the third theory, 
you remember now I told you that as you added water to the ice and you got it all to float, the level of the water took into effect the mass of the ice. Yeah. And therefore, as it melted, that water level is going to stay exactly the same. And that's what happened. Yeah. Um, everyone's an idiot. You know, there's a couple thousand scientists who have, who have examined this. <laughs> And I think have probably, uh, using the scientific method, have come to a conclusion that the water level will rise. How? Um, the reason is, now I understand what you're saying about the displacement and, and all that, but what you're, what you're failing to, to remember is that there's a lot of ice, and a lot of the ice is not actually on the water. It's floating in the water. Um, yes, but what I'm... <laughs> all right, if all it's the... Not the same, it's not the same as a glass, <laughs> as having the water in a glass. It's on the whole <laughs> planet. <laughs> a giant glass. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Kiki, and uh, whoever posted this video is totally lame. They're misleading you by using misleading words and, and language to steer you in a wrong direction. Basically what we've got here is a case of complete dishonesty by the person who has posted the video. Mr. Wizard did not debunk anything. In fact, he actually helped to prove it. What happens is icebergs, icebergs, the big chunks of ice that already float in the oceans, they're like the ice cubes in that glass of water. If they melt, nothing's going to happen to the ocean's water levels because those, the mass of those icebergs are already taken into account in the water level. However, ice caps are on land. It's completely different. They're on land, they're not in the water, so they aren't affecting the level of the water yet. But if they melt, all that water that's ca captured in the ice of the ice caps is going to flow into the ocean and it'll be like melting ice cubes on a plate and then pouring that plate of water into an already full glass. The glass is going to overflow. And that's the way it is. Alright, anyway, oblivion. So the aliens kill the moon. Yeah, so now that... So basically there's these big machines that are left over and they're sucking up all the ocean water as part of like a fusion reaction for power. I don't know. All right. So there's water power. Yeah. So in his Wait, mind, is Ed Begley Jr. involved no. in it? No, there's no Ed Begley. So in his mind, Tom Cruise, him, and this other woman are there, um, and they're part of a team. And they're basically they have to repair drones and make sure that everything works. And the drones go and shoot at these scavengers, which are the remains of these aliens. Um, so this all happens. Eventually, you know, a couple of these drones get smashed up. He has to go, Tom Cruise has to go fix them. He has to, he fights the scavengers, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and all the while he's having these flashback dreams, vivid dreams of this woman meeting her on the Empire State Building, blah, blah, blah. So eventually what happens is um, the scavengers capture him. And, well, he thinks they're the scavengers. They turn out to be humans. They're led by Morgan Freeman. Wait, so, so this whole time, there really were no aliens. It was people. 
Right. That is the reveal. There's no aliens. It's actually people. The drones are not programmed to shoot at aliens. They're programmed to shoot at humans. Um, and so they do all this. But why, why did people blow up the moon? Hang on a second. Okay. No, the aliens blew up the moon. That's oh, the right. same thing. Um, so what happens is he's caught. Then eventually this space, this um, escape pod from a, a NASA spaceship comes crashing down because the, these he thought it was the aliens had triggered some kind of beacon on the top of the Empire State Building. So the and this is how he knows there's something up because the drones come and blow up the escape pods except for one, which is this woman and it's the same woman in his dreams. And it turns out it's actually his wife. <laughs> now this is sixty years have passed. So she was in suspended animation. And, um, and, and so the other woman that he was with gets really upset. She doesn't trust him anymore. And then there's some drone that kills her. So he has how, to flee. How convenient. So he has to flee. For him. Yeah, well, he has to flee with that woman. He joins back up with the ragtag bunch of humans. They have another drone that they captured. They want to reprogram it with a nuclear, nuclear warhead. They're going to send it up to this Tet, which is basically this massive object that's in space that he thought was a human creation that they were going to use to colonize this the moon of Titan, the moon Titan. But no, it's actually an all fully automated alien craft. I had, so hold on. None of this is making sense. Why not? <laughs> makes perfect sense. But now there is an alien craft and the yes, and his wife there and always was. He's 80 years old, hmm. but the wife was in suspense. Hold on. The wife's in spin animation. So, anyway, so what, what, what really convinces him of this is he has an area that he patrolled, and the, the, what it said was you cannot, and there was this fake, there was this recording, basically, of a woman of mission control or whatever who was telling him what to do. It said you can't go past the, into the forbidden zone because it's too much radiation from something, you know, nuclear or war or whatever. So he eventually accidentally goes into it, and he crash lands, whatever, and he sees himself. What? <laughs> and then he in the mirror? No, no, there's a guy there, and he has to beat him up. And then so he realizes this is making no. So sense. then he realizes that he's really a clone. Uh, uh, so right, and there's right. there's there's versions of him and this other woman with red hair, British accent, all over the planet, I guess. Why? Why him and no one else? I'll get to that. And the reason is, he, his, that woman, his wife, a couple other guys, they were on this NASA craft that went to Saturn to, I guess, explore the moon Titan. While they were there, this object had been, was coming through the solar system. They went up to it, and him and the other lady were in the command thing. The other people were, in, were still in the sleep, cryo-sleep. And this thing was pulling them in with a tracker beam, so he released the rest of the ship. And it went, you know, on its way, and it was orbiting Earth for 50 years, waiting for a signal to release the escape pod. What was? The, the human, the NASA ship. Anyway, so they take him... Wait, so, so they never made it to Titan? Yes, they did. But while they were there, this craft was there, so they went, they diverted themselves to look, you know, hey, first contact, whatever. So I guess this craft took him and the other lady... And, and use them to make clones. And the rest of the ship went back to Earth and was orbiting. Yeah. yeah. 
So at the end. Okay. So at the end, uh, he. Wait, 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 wait. Why did this alien ship need to make clones out of them? Because what happened was when it, it blew up the moon and then it used a clone of that guy, it made millions of them, maybe billions, I don't know. And it, it used them to re, like brainwash and reprogram them, and use them to to attack the Earth and to attack everybody as its army. Hey, so so, so Tom Cruise beats up a billion of himself. No, 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 no. That all happened in the past. <laughs> what? Wait a None minute. of them. Now I'm really confused. That all happened in the past. So at the end, Morgan Freeman gets mortally wounded. So he puts him in the escape pod and, and flies up to the craft and... Wait, what, ex- what escape pod? The one that the wife was in. It, it still function? Yes. So they, they, you think as a viewer that it's actually the wife, but it's not. They, they, he switches it and it's Morgan Freeman. So they go up there with the nuclear bomb... And they set it off kind of a la, you know, Independence Day and blows it up. And so now the, you know, the alien craft is dead and whatever humans are left can live on. Well, that was like that Star Trek Into the Dark. They put a bomb on the Alan Rickman's ship. Alan Rickman? The Alan Rickman guy. Oh. Imitation. uh, He looked like a sober Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) It was the same thing. They put a bomb on his ship. I don't even remember the movie. Him. But yeah, so um, <laughs> they um, so at the end, then his clone winds up, you know, living with the wife now and their daughter. The real wife or the clone wife? No, the real wife. There was never clone wife. Oh, just a clone him? A clone him and this other woman. Oh. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. It sounds, like a, it sounds like a movie that you wait for it to come on cable and watch. Well, in my case, I waited for it to go on the red box. Red box, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rental, not a theatrical. Yeah, rental. yeah, yeah. Um, and now the other review I was going to make was, uh, I, I just saw this uh, yesterday, in fact, was Riddick, starring Vin Diesel. As Riddick Bow? No. <laughs> no, um, this is the third movie in the uh, Riddick trilogy, you want to call it. No, no, not Triple X. They replaced him. Diesel made a movie. Yeah, but then they made a sequel with Ice Cube. But isn't that part of the same thing? No. That's irrelevant. What? No no connection? No, none. Uh, I don't know. You probably never saw this. There was a a sci-fi movie about, it came out about 13 years ago, called Pitch Black. It was low budget. It was really cool. You know, they pull it up on Wikipedia. Maybe I'll recognize the poster. Uh. You know, he has those, like, purple eyes. Can't type. Doesn't Keith David was in it. Or David Keith. No, Keith David. The black guy. So, from, from They Live. Yes. So, um... So the first one, this, this group of people, this Riddick guy is a wanted criminal... And these other people, you know, that they crash land on this planet. They have to get off the planet. There's these crazy, scary aliens who get awakened um, out of this cave. They come after them. They have to fight them. You mean like the movie Alien? Sort of. But, you know, the whole thing was it was kind of a low-budget thing and, you know, whatever. And it, 
Yeah, it came out in 2000. I really liked the movie. So they made a sequel several years later called um, The Chronicles of Riddick. They've also made many video games. Naturally. Um, they also did, around time did Chronicles of Riddick, they did a 30-some-odd-minute anime version by the guy who did Aeon Flux. It was really boring, though. Right. <laughs> anyway, I like the sequel, but the sequel's totally different. It was, like, him going up against these, like, this, like, army of, uh, these crazy people and, you know, whatever. Was it, was it, uh, the bald guy walking down a series of dimly lit green hallways? No. <laughs> that was the video game. Just keep walking down these hallways. I mean, was it... I, that, Having the, to shoot aliens. Escape from Butcher Bay. Wasn't that, like, a pretty highly rated game? No, oh, the Chronicles of Riddick, I mean. Yeah, that's, what, that's the game I'm talking about. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. So anyway, the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, so now, um, um, that was like a major, you know, motion, you know, whatever. That was like a major film. Um, that came out, uh... Yeah. 2004. Um, and these are all, I think these were all done by David Twohe. However you spell his, say his name. Twohi, uh... They don't even tell you. Tui. I don't know, but, um... Dave Tui. Oh, he did The Arrival. He directed The Arrival with Charlie Sheen. Twahi? Anyway, um... So, uh, that one came out. That was a big-budget movie. It was kind of a flop, because it barely made its, uh... its investment back. Uh, although I really liked it. Which one? The Chronicles of Riddick. That was the second one. So it's been, you know, almost ten years, really. And um, Vin Diesel really wanted to make this, so um, I think he put a lot, a lot of his money into it. Wait, it only made that much money? It's only been out for a week. Oh, okay. Or ten days. Oh, so you saw this? Yeah. In a movie theater? I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> IMAX! It ain't 3D! So basically, it all takes place on one planet, and it's kind of like this desert planet. But it actually looked really cool. You know, the alien creatures that were there looked, you know, kind of cool. The CGI and was it three D? No. That's why it's IMAX. Yeah, just IMAX, no three D. So and it had like some like kind of funny, you know, kind of mercenary kind of guys. And who else is in it? Anyone? Um, Katie Katie Sackoff is in it from Battlestar Galactica. Um, so, you know, it was kind of cool, um... But is there... Alright, so if I watch Pitch Black... Yeah. The Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick, is there is there a continuous storyline? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and and in fact, this one, um, is much more in the same vein as the Pitch Black movie, where it's, you know, this group of mercenaries get stuck on a planet, crazy aliens come after them, you know, who survives, uh, blah, blah, blah. But um, I really liked it, and I would say um, if you've got nothing better to do, it's it's probably worth a, a movie watch. Um, I mean, the aliens weren't as as scary as the first one, but you know, it was uh, full of surprises and some gore, and uh, and I have to say, there was there was there was some nudity, <laughs> alien nudity. No, um, Katie Sackhoff. Um, Did the say, aliens wear clothes? No, they were creatures. They were naked. 
There was one that was like he, he he turned into like his pet dog, that was like this gigantic like hyena looking thing. Um, but anyway, um, um, yeah. So she she had a, a topless scene, okay, where she's in the shower or whatever. So I'm watching it in the IMAX. So I, I don't know how big is that screen? Maybe sixty foot screen? No, forty I, foot I, maybe forty feet. I don't know. Biggest breasts I've ever Come seen. On, stop. It was. This is the Paunch Stevenson show. Hey, I'm, not I'm, not a porno show. Not the Howard Stern show. Not the Howard Stern show. Hoo Um. Hey, Wabu. Hey, I, I invented. I I, uh, 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 I I know something about Vin Diesel can end his career. Uh. Anyway, so so I really liked it. <laughs> okay. Come on, if Esteban is listening to this with his son, listening very his inappropriate. Son. Um, if Spaceman David is listening to this with his horse, <laughs> very inappropriate. His horse? He said he moved into a new house, and in the backyard there are horses. Ah. So, it sounds Are they talking horses like <laughs> Mr. Ed? David! <laughs> That'd be cool. I thought he was coming to the United States! Vacation? What happened? I, I don't know. He'll have to give us an update. David, if you're listening, give us an update. So, I had a celebrity death. Oh, oh, wait. Um, real quick, they had a preview in the in the Riddick movie for the new RoboCop movie. Does it new- comes out next year. Really? I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah, it's been, it's been talking about it. It actually looks pretty good. Believe it or not, I thought it actually was good. And uh, pull up a picture of it. I want to see what the RoboCop outfit costume looks like. Does it look similar to the original? Yeah. So they didn't they didn't do a, a Michael Bay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it looks pretty okay. The original RoboCop suit was awesome. Yeah, I know, but the guy couldn't move around in it. It was nonsensical. He was a robot, though. He was in the... Sh- wait, anyway, what, Samuel what, Jackson wait, 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 is Something in about it. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton is in it, yes. What? Is he RoboCop? No, he's not RoboCop. Come on, that'd be awesome. Gary Oldman is in it. A lot of big-name actors in this thing. I'm RoboCop. Does he say that? No. He was, um... I think he, he was, like, the, the scientist who creates it. All right. So... I'm, I'm Batman. I'm RoboCop. Um, so who does he have to fight? Oh, wait, you know, speaking of Batman, did we talk about the, the Ben Affleck thing? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Why? So Ben Affleck is going to be the new Batman for 14 movies. <laughs> wait, what? Somebody said he signed a 13 or 14 movie deal. No. He's going to be 95 years old playing Bruce Wayne. Well, I guess they count like all those stupid Justice League movies they're going to do. Uh, and The Justice League! I invented that! No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> it's me! Yeah, so... I don't know. They should get me to play Batman! I invented him! So a lot of people are really, really upset. With- I carry a baseball bat around and clobber the evildoers! Um, I'm Batman. So uh, yeah, they're they're not happy with Ben. I mean, I, I the only time I could stomach Ben Affleck in a movie is like a comedy. Yeah, but a comedy where he's 
a, a side character, not the main character. He's just, he's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so celebrity death. Um, I would rather Nicolas Cage be Batman. <laughs> hey, hey, Joker. Hey. Now, now you listen here, Joker. Yeah. So, uh, the former boxer and actor in Rocky V, Tommy Morrison, dead. Ah. Born when? When was he born? January 2nd, 1969 in Arkansas. Died September 1st, 2013. 44 years old. Died in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, he... Um... Professional heavyweight boxer... Tom Morrison. Tommy Morrison, um, well, he was noted for, for contracting HIV. Then denying... Yeah, well, that's what he died from. He denied that he had it and, like, never got treated for it. Well, that was dumb. <laughs> how, did, how did he get it, idiot. Because he slept around with everybody back then. Ah, what an idiot. So he's dead. All right. So, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, what do I got? Well, for this episode. <clears throat> done? For this episode. Alright, done. game industry is hotter than ever this season and one good reason Nintendo has introduced some hot new toys but have things gone a bit too far this evening Ken Shockley wraps up a special report on video mania does this really have to cost this much where should the anger be directed not at the parents but at the what the manufacturer does so it has come to this therapy sessions for families whom you could call Nintendo-pendant. first of all the peer pressure starts I feel maybe exploited <laughs> Psychologists' offices might get more crowded this holiday season. Just in time for Christmas, the Japanese toy maker Nintendo has come out with a new set of electronic video games. At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system, and you can't mix and match. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventures. Some of the new games look like updated takes on fairly well-known formats. In the racing game of F-Zero, you're in a futuristic race car. Oh, I guess I should watch where I'm driving instead of talking. The 3D effect, as you can see, is pretty good by video game standards. There's a nice clear stretch, even if I am in reverse. Let's see if we can't turn the car around right about now. If you're a real good player, meaning you've got the skill of a 9- or 10-year-old, you can even try to jump your car. But look out. If you miss, the game lets you know your status. Some parents are refusing to be taken in. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to explain to him how people market things to make you spend more money. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market, though some game players prefer the pictures of its competitor, Sega. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Ken Shocknick, Channel 4 News.